welcome to Trust the Process, episode one. It's always exciting to have something brand new. Uh, what this show is about, or what inspired it anyway, is the lifelong love of music and songwriting and the comments uh, many times over the years from friends and family of how they enjoy the process. Uh, my wife, for one, will hear me noodling a little riff on a couch, and uh, every time she walks in the living room, there's a little bit more. It's been filled out a little bit more. Maybe there's another part to it now, so there's a bridge. Then there's all of a sudden there's some lyrics, and she hears some singing going on, and she's like, oh, that's kind of cool. And uh, A few days goes by, and I come out of my studio, and here's a completed song. Um, and then, you know, hopefully uh, gets to hear it on the radio or somewhere more exciting than just on the couch. Uh, and then possibly come to a show when I'm playing in a band and get to see it played live. So that all those steps from in my head or uh, you know out in the in the ether ether and uh, getting down onto tracks actually in a recording studio and what that process is like. And that's what this show is going to be about. Um, and hopefully not just about me. <laughs> hopefully about a lot, a lot more artists and a lot more talented artists than myself over time. So this first uh, episode, I'm going to take you through a song called Why. So before we get into the song I want to talk about, I think we've got one more piece of housekeeping. And I should introduce myself. This is Tim Brick. Coming to you from beautiful Paradise Valley, Arizona. A gorgeous winter day, which is the reason we live in Arizona. Every winter day is pretty much gorgeous out here. Um, this song that I want to talk about today, it's called Why. But how it started, um, kind of a unique path. Uh, I was working on a project. We needed some safari-themed music. Uh, to intro and outro uh, some presentations for training. And uh, I try as I might, everything I came up with, uh, even though some of the pieces I thought were really cool, I thought this, this is not safari-themed <laughs> whatsoever. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm really missing the mark. It all seemed to kind of delve back into this like island calypso kind of vibe. Um, so I have a uh, cousin Andrew Johnson, a phenomenal composer. Uh, matter of fact, works in Hollywood in, in TV and film, uh, writing music. And I reached out to Andy and said, hey, I'm hoping somewhere in the deep recesses of your library you've got some something I can use for this safari-themed uh, presentation. I need like some intro. And he said, well, as a matter of fact, I wrote some pieces for a TV show years ago, and um, I think they, they may work for you. You know, I'll send them off to you. So he sent, I think, about eight different pieces. Um, and sure enough, a couple of them I thought were, were right on the money. Um, we did use those. Uh, well, <laughs> funny thing is the one, the one Calypso piece that I wrote that I absolutely thought missed the mark was the one they chose to use as their primary piece. Uh, so, you know, lesson learned there. Don't don't prejudge on behalf of your client. You know, I guess give them whatever you have to offer and let them come to their own conclusions. But uh, as I was listening to the tracks, there was one in particular, and it struck me. I'm like, wow, this this is a song. There's definitely a song in here. It was like a two-minute piece of TV uh, filler music. But uh, out of that uh, came this song called Why. So unlike many of the or most of the 
music I've written and worked on over the years that start on a couch or an idea driving in your car. Uh, back in the days before we could grab our phone and record our ideas, you know, you sat there and you just kept singing it over and over and over until you got somewhere where you could record it or write it down with the, the hook was. Um, this started out actually as a s small piece of TV music and it sounded something like this. And that right there was the hook that got me. Dun, 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 da, dun, da, dun, 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 dun. And it kept flowing through my head and flowing through my head and did not use this piece of music for the Safari uh, project, but I couldn't get it out. And the, uh, the original, the initial piece, this obviously what you heard was a bit edited, but it's about two and a half minutes, uh, all instrumental. And uh, so started with that. Um, Went and did some, some edits to it and chopped it up, moved some things around, created a drop, did some some different production on it, um, and then started thinking, okay, I, I need to make this feel like a, a song from beginning to end. Start adding some parts on top of uh, what my cousin Andy had done. Uh, well, actually, I should back up. I called him up and said, can you send me all the stems? <laughs> so for those of you who don't know... Um, we uh, export music out and, and you fly it down. Usually it depends on how you're going to um, distribute it, but maybe an MP3 or a WAV file. I don't want to get technical at all. It's not the point of the show, but um, you basically mix them all down and you send it off to somebody and then they can listen to it and they go, ah, there's a song. When we work together, we being musicians and, and producers, uh, we send each other what are called stems. So that piece of music you just heard is actually, I think, about 14 tracks of various instrumentation that are all mixed together. So Andy sent me over all 14 tracks so I could start to get to work um, picking and choosing and cutting and slicing. And then we went to something that sounded more like this. The big difference between this clip and the previous one is the introduction of drums, uh, particularly kick and snare. 
because uh, there was a lot of percussion and still is. As a matter of fact, all the original percussion was kept in the song. Um, levels of it were adjusted, but it's all still there. And um, the kick and the snare are the two instruments, uh, two drums in particular, that drive most rock and pop music. Um, and it was important, I thought, to establish those um, and to have that kind of consistency throughout the song of a, a kick pattern that the listener could could latch on to, you know, and those snares kind of cutting in and out. And then also started to uh, introduce guitars, uh, particularly to set up the choruses, to let the listener know, hey, we're moving from a verse to a chorus. There comes a new part, and you know it's coming because you hear that guitar riff that you heard last time it came. Um, you know, that's always the, the challenge, and, and I think some of the joy and fun in making music is doing something that's repeatable, so that the listener understands and can be on the journey with you. You know, we can't surprise people every every few bars or get some, I guess they call that jazz. Um, and please, none of my jazz fans be offended. I love jazz, but um, this is more about pop and rock music. And then uh, the other thing is you do that, but you also want to make it interesting. So you keep kind of trying to find ways to make it a little different, even though it's the same. So the next thing I want to do is share with you a clip of me sending the first guide vocal track. So there's a little taste of what it's uh, like to listen to me sing. <laughs> and that's why I love to uh, find people to collaborate with, at least vocalists for sure. Um, matter of fact, lesson learned on that. Know your strengths and weaknesses and uh, go find someone that can take care of the weaknesses for you. Um, and as you'll hear in a little bit, I, I certainly did with a singer named Riley Ray, who's phenomenal. But uh, lyrics, obviously, in pop music are, are very, very important. Um, it's a great line from the movie Music and Lyrics that I love. And they talk about melody and how, you know, melodies, like it's, it's uh, infatuation, it's attraction, it's sexual. Um, it would, it's what pulls you into the song. But the long-term relationship with the lyrics, and I don't know about anybody listening, but I know for me there's been a lot of times over the years I've heard a song and I really, really liked it, and I'm, my foot's tapping and my head's bobbing. And I, I don't know the lyrics yet. You right? I haven't figured those out, but sure, like the melody, I like the music. And then um, second, third pass through, I start really listening to the lyrics, and all of a sudden I go, "Wow, these are stupid. <laughs> these lyrics don't make any sense, um, or they just don't speak to me." You know, um, they may make sense to somebody else, but they just didn't to me. Um, and my relationship with that song usually ends shortly thereafter. And there's been other pieces of music that um, maybe it was the third or fourth time I heard it where I did hear the lyrics and I fell in love and I've been in love ever since. Uh, for me, writing lyrics usually starts with an idea uh, that I want to write about. Um, every once in a while, though, it's a, just a specific line that pops in my head and I think, wow, 
I need to write a song around that line. That line's going to dictate the story. Um, but uh, this one was more the other way around. It was the events of the world and what was going on this past year and uh, just an overwhelming feeling of why are we in this situation? You know, why is the world the way it is right now? And that's uh, where the lyrics came out of. One of the things you will notice from that uh, clip to the next clip with Riley singing into the final is that the lyrics changed, and that's not uncommon. Uh, matter of fact, for my process, that's very common. I think it's pretty obvious why I chose to find somebody else to sing the track. She does an amazing job. Uh, also, what you can notice in that clip is the guitars that got introduced in the previous one are now coming up in the mix, and they're finding their home. They're finding where they belong and, and how they're going to sit in the mix. Uh, the drums that I talked about earlier, they were introduced in that second clip. Uh, now they're becoming more prominent. Uh, you're definitely hearing that the thump on the kick, or, and you know, if you're in, sitting here in the studio right now with me, you'd be feeling it on your chest. Um, and you're hearing the snare drums starting to kick through and starting to feel more and more like, hey, I think, I think this is a song. You know, this is, uh, this is like a pop song. This is a rock song. It's something I'm going to hear on the radio, or at least hopefully going to hear on the radio, hear it somewhere, maybe here at the Grammys this year. Who knows? So uh, without any further ado, I'd like now to introduce you to to the world premiere of Why. Can't make me believe Now all you do is make me grieve 
doesn't give a warning Leaves you crying till the morning 